Edinburgh and others. Welcome back to another edition of the Morning After as we roll along here on this brand new Spankin' Sports Show here on WFSE 88.9 Fighting Scots Radio. I am Tyler Trombauer with you here every day, Monday through Friday on the Morning After. And now I'm joined once again, who had the day off yesterday, the man Tubby is back in studio. Tubby, how are you? I'm doing well, my friend. I am doing very well. I'm excited. We got a lot of stuff going on, a lot of stuff to talk about. A lot of stuff here locally, a lot of stuff here nationally. I mean, it's it's like a sports guy smorgasbord. It is the fall sports season, obviously. Um, not 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 like February, um, of course, where um is traditionally the 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 I don't know the word I want to use, but the the most boring month in sports, at least professionally. Um, which is why Sports Illustrated put the swimsuit issue out that month. Right. Because way back in the day, some guy said, "There's no sports. What do we need to do to draw on readers?" 10, 99% naked women. Yeah, pretty much. I mean, I'm down with that. Anyway, um, so, of course, it's fall sports season. Um, as we're going to get Edinburgh's fall sports season get underway on Thursday officially. Um, gets things not, uh, underway there. The NFL is about to get started. Um, really, we're getting into the fall portion of the season for Major League Baseball with September call-ups happening this week. So, you're right. This is really the prime time for us as sports talk uh Talking heads, and of course, the sports are getting underway as well. Um, so that's good stuff as well, Tubby. Uh, how was how was your uh, day off yesterday? I know you were listening to the show, messaging me some some anecdotes, some notes, some encouraging words, some constructive criticism. Um, so glad to see you were up at this time and not taking advantage of the sleep. Oh, I'm always up. Um, but uh, you know, your man. Uh, Chewy was holding it down pretty well yesterday in his uh, The Morning After debut. Yeah, it's pretty awesome. I mean, I, I kind of consider myself like, you know, the Babe Ruth of the show. And then having Chewy come in, it's like having Mickey Mantle right behind him. Babe Ruth? Yeah, because I'm that big. Oh, all right. I was going to say, I mean, yeah, I, I don't think it's performance. No. Why? You're not Babe Ruth. No, okay, right. no, no. Make sure. I, I can't care. go out like him and, and drink like a gallon of whiskey and smoke 17 cigars and then show up and Hey, but that's the way they that's the way they played out. back in the day. I mean, every if you weren't lit, I don't you you were yeah. wrong at the ballpark. So right. that's when the men were men and the sheep ran scared. Whatever that means. Anyway, so we got a good <laughs> amount to talk about here with Tubby back on here on Wednesday. We'll talk we'll touch a little bit on Burrow football. I know Tubby was reading up on some stuff yesterday. Um I was doing a little bit as well as uh Taped the Scots Sports Show yesterday, the first one of the 2015-16 academic year with uh, Mike Fenner and myself talking to head coach Scott Browning and senior defensive player. I think he led the team in tackles last year, Mike Shansky. Um, so we'll hear snippets of those interviews tomorrow morning on the show. Um, and as I mentioned yesterday, Mike Fenner and I will be doing that tag team duo tomorrow from 9 to 10. Chewy's got the day off. Tubby's got his the usual Thursday day off. Um, so Fenner will be in here, and then he'll also be in here from 9 to 9.30 on Friday morning with Tubby and I in studio um, recapping the game. And then, obviously, we'll talk some probably more college football, trying to get uh, some uh, college football analysts, if you will, um, experts on Friday. So we can talk about that. And uh, we'll get into that stuff, of course, as the week goes along. But uh, Borough football, yes, kicks off Thursday night uh, against St. Joseph's of Indiana, the first ever meeting between the Fighting Scots and the Pumas. Of St. Joe's, I believe they play in the what is it, the Great Lakes Valley Conference or the Great yes. Valley Lakes Conference? No, Great the Great Lakes, Lakes Valley Conference. It's, yeah, it's the Great Lakes Valley Conference. GLVC. So obviously, right. uh, uh, it's it's about a seven hour drive. They're in Rensselaer, Indiana. It is technically the the town they are in. Um, if you know if that means anything to you, um, obviously it will to us next year as we'll be making that trip. But they're the only college that has the Puma 
as their mascot. They actually have. Well, wait. So they're only, wait. The only college in what all of NCAA mm-hmm. that has a puma. Well, yep. wait. Has a puma as their mascot, or just has the puma like as their like thing? Because you could have something as your mascot, but have something else like like SRU's the Rock, but they don't have a, a guy in a rock suit. They have like a lion. Yeah, but no, this they're is the only ones that are pumas. The the only ones that are pumas. There are there are like lions, mountain lions, cougars, bobcats. A lot of different variations in the feline family, but no one chose the pumas. Correct. That is that is top notch next level information right there from Tubby. That's and what that's, I'm saying. That's, that's why we keep him of, around. That's that's why you got me. I dig this stuff right, up. Right. That's good work by you. So the only Pumas and uh, the Pumas and uh, their head coach, uh, his name is escaping right now. I know it starts with a D. Dan Daly. I want to say if that's completely not right. I went to high school with a guy named Dan Daly. I don't know why I said that. <laughs> um, I can look it up real quick. But um, they uh, continuing on there. He knows a little bit about the PSAC, despite. Um, you know, this being the first meeting between them, the head coach, I'm trying to look up his name right now as I'm pulling up the game notes um, on this. He is Daniel Day. See, I was pretty close. Daniel, like Daniel Day-Lewis, yep. like the guy, but he is a Seton Hill grad. So he knows yeah. a little about the PSAC and the PSAC West. 2009 grad, too. So Daniel's a, a little youngster in the coaching ranks there. Right. So good by him. So, of course, um, head out to Sox Harrison Stadium. That game kicks off 6 o'clock Thursday night. Um, they have the Borough Kickoff Event, I believe is the name. They don't really have an official title for it. Um, of course, Van will be closed that day from 4.30 to 5.45. If you want dinner, you got to go to the tennis courts, which are adjacent to Sox Harrison Stadium. Um, van will be there. You just swipe your ID for the meal plan. You don't have a meal plan. I believe they're going to charge you five twenty-five. Head out, get some a buffet-style, picnic-style food there um, at the tennis courts, and then of course stay for the fun too. They got a cornhole contest, a free throw shooting contest, a plethora of gift cards and other prizes to be given away. Highlighted, of course, by a two hundred dollars gift card to the Edinburgh University Bookstore, and of course an Apple iWatch will be given away at the end of the third quarter. So you got to be around to win that. You can't come for the food shoot some hoops and then leave before kickoff you got to come for the food and stay for the football and honestly why wouldn't you i mean this is a this is going to be a great game i mean there's so many unknowns in the matchup because the teams have never seen each other before so many unknowns with edinburgh football to begin with with you know jake sisson looking be looking to be the starting quarterback as he is listed number one in edinburgh's two deep which was released yesterday you can also find that on fenner mike fenner's twitter timeline and uh of course we talked to coach browning yesterday and he talked like Sisson is the man to go under center. So a lot of uh, newness coming around Borough football. So you got to see that in person Thursday night, right, Tubby? Yep. Oh yeah. I mean, think of it. This huge event. Think of it as more like a school-sponsored tailgate, and it should be like the largest tailgate party you've ever seen. Hopefully, hopefully. hopefully. I think that's what Edinburgh's going for. I, I would. Mean, I really would love to, to get, see that. Um, I'd really love to see. Like, I'd really love to look up in the stands and just see a sea. A virtual sea of plaid. Just like homecoming. Right. You know what I mean? But we like to get that on opening night, and I don't see why not. I mean, there looks to be 40% chance of thunderstorms right now, but that's Edinburgh. You always have a 40% chance of thunderstorms. I mean, we're talking mid to high 80s and sunny, a 6 p.m. kickoff. Should be a great time. Um, I'll be doing some of the tailgating. And then, of course, if you can't make it out for whatever, uh, you know, life-altering circumstances you have, because basically that's the only way you should not be at Sox Harrison Stadium, we've got you covered here at Campus Media. You can listen to the uh, broadcast of the game with Mike Fenner on play-by-play, myself on color commentary right here. Here on 88.9 Fighting Scots Radio, the home for all Borough football contests. And you can also listen to our live stream live on edinburghnow.com, which will officially launch Thursday evening or Thursday afternoon, I believe, Tubby. So we've been saying it's out. You can go visit it, but we'll be really making it fancy Thursday afternoon. Um, so that'll be good right, stuff that's then. When all the, all the, just in time. 
Right. When all the current content drops, you'll have right. all the content from your spectator up there. Right. All of the work that you find folks over at ETV will be up there. Right. And, uh, of course, uh, you can listen to us. Live stream. Our podcast will be there. Right. So yeah. all that good stuff there. And, of course, on the TuneIn app on our mobile devices, too. Right. And rumor has it there is an app, a WFSE app in the works as well. So we're doing it's coming. We're doing big things here straight out of Compton. And of course you can also watch it on ETV channel four in the borough or watch that live audio online or excuse me, live video online at Edinburgh.tv. So that's good stuff for borough football. Maybe we'll touch a little bit on that later, more than we already have done now. But Tubby, uh, obviously you yesterday, we got into some good deflate gate talk with Chewy yesterday. Mm-hmm. He gave me some good takes on it as well. Um, obviously they were in session on Monday for which I which occur, according to some reports wasn't very long, um, you know, maybe a matter of minutes they were together, and um, uh, U.S. District Judge Berman said that he will rule maybe as early as yesterday, but by the end of the week, um, and of, he sent out another order yesterday saying that he will rule by the end of the week, which is kind of funny, and I'm, people were trying to read between the lines on that release because didn't he say that Monday? Didn't he say Monday, I will do it as early as tomorrow? Right. But I will do it by the end of the week. So now he right. said yesterday I'm going to do it by the end of the week. So what was he trying to do? A lot of people were, were saying, were trying to read be- between the lines and saying that he was trying to do have that as a, a last-ditch effort to motivate the NFL and the Players Association, Tom Brady, Roger Goodell, uh, to negotiate and come to a settlement themselves and handle it like gentlemen instead of having to get the law involved. Right. So, I mean, do you, you, you think that's what he was trying to do? He was trying to just say, hey, guys, I'll do it, but... I think it'd be better off if you guys do it yourselves. Right. It's kind of like uh, being a parent, right? Oh, boy. And your kids are fighting. Yeah. Right. And now you can be the parent, and you can ground them both, like, just arbitrarily. You're grounded, and you're grounded. No Xbox, no TV a week. Right. Rough. Right. That's harsh for, you know, 10, 11-year-old kid. But, you know, you don't want to be the bad guy. You, you, don't, you don't ever really want to be that bad guy. You'd rather see them work it out. And, you know, come to terms and be able to move on with their life. And I think that's, that's kind of what he's trying to do. He's trying to get them motivated. He's trying to get them, you know, don't make me do this. This is going to hurt me as much as it's going to hurt you. Right, right. I mean, no one really wants this to happen, but it might. So we'll have to see what happens there. Um, obviously, like I was saying yesterday, hopefully he does it sooner. You know, maybe drops, drops his decision today, whatever, so that we can talk about it. But, of course, we'll be, we'll be engulfed with Burrow football talk um, as we go along here in the week. So uh, what do you think? I asked Chewy his prediction yesterday. Um, he said that they're going to uphold the four-game suspension. He thinks that if, the, if it does come down to uh, the court having to rule that Judge Berman is going to say, Brady, you are sitting out for four games. What do you think? I think it has to be at least four. It has to be at least four. I mean, you're talking about violating... I, I don't every every good conduct rule. I mean, this is blatant cheating. That's all it is. Plain you cheated. I mean, this isn't like the discussion on performance enhancing drugs and and all that stuff. This is altering the game for your advantage. Mm-hmm. It, it's got to be done. It's got to be at least four games. I wouldn't mind seeing more, just because I don't think they're going to go more. I think it's either four, they're decreasing it, or they're eliminating it. I, I mean, I don't think the court can do that. I don't think I don't think Garage Goodell can come out and say four games and Berman's like, you know what? Forget you, Goodell. We're going eight games. Right. I wish I don't think you can do that. Yeah, you're probably right. But I mean I wish he would. That would be awesome. But uh NFL wouldn't like that. No. And uh, you know, I I don't know. It's just 
It just stinks because this guy gets handed so much. I mean, right. granted, you know, I mean, the old saying, the saying goes, you know, they hate us because they ain't us. Mm-hmm. But I mean, dang, dude, you're pretty. You got a pretty wife. You got a banging house. Prettier wife, just huh? Oh, no, never mind. I want to clarify. She's that. not prettier than mine. No. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's true. You are married. You got to say stuff like that. Yeah, my wife is hot. All right. That's a different discussion. Continuing on. Anyway, so, you know, and you got the house, you got the money and stuff. You had your own rule in the NFL for a while. You know, I mean. Have you come given on. me your prediction yet? For what? For if he's going to, to uphold the suspension. Yeah, you, said, you, yeah. you, you told me about you thought Berman was going to elongate the suspension. Then you talk about your lust for your wife. You haven't even told me how many games you think he's going to be suspended. Yeah, I said for at the end. I said he's at least going to uphold it, if not extend it. Sheesh. All right. So you're going to say in four games as well as Chewy. I think that you're going to decrease it. I think they're going two games. I don't think the NFL will. I, I just think the NFL has, does a lot of sketchy stuff. And I think somehow, some way, they're going to be like, hey, listen, two games. You know what I mean? Like, right. I, I, know, I know it's a third party arbitrator, blah, 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 all that nonsense. But the NFL right. has, has, has control over a lot of things that I don't think people quite understand. Um, I mean, obviously, it's, it's a monopoly in, the nat- in, the, in, in America, is the National Football League. So. Uh, I think it's going down to two games, but if it does stay four, like you and Chewy are predicting, of course he will come back in the <coughs> first game for the Patriots against the Indianapolis Colts. Of course, who this all transpired against in the AFC Championship game when the Patriots whooped on the Colts forty-five to seven, which really just kind of ruins this whole thing because yeah, they cheated, um, but they won forty-five to seven. Yeah, I mean it wasn't even close. Like they really didn't need to cheat at that point, but still, it's just the fact that they did. Right, and it's not. It's. it's I mean, just so it wouldn't have really changed. I don't think it would have changed the outcome of the game. But still, you know, fact is, is that they did cheat. Right, they did, and I, I mean, I agree. And if you do it once, you probably did it before. You know, I mean, obviously the Patriots are cheaters through and through. Um, look, just look at you know, um, what they've done in the past with Spygate and else, and you know how they handle the media and injury reports and all that good stuff. They're just a sketchy organization up in New England. So I'm good either way. But it is now September second, and the first game. For, um, you know, the Patriots will be September 10th against the Steelers. So that's eight days away, and the New England Patriots don't even know who their starting quarterback will be. I mean, they either know it's going to be Tom Brady or who's their backup. I forget now. I have no idea. Some other dude. Not named Tom Brady. Yeah. Probably doesn't matter. I know. It was Mallett and Hoyer, and then they both went on. Right. So now they're, you know, duking it out down in Houston. So... Yeah, so, I mean, eight days away, they still haven't picked the starting quarterback, the only team in the National Football League to do so after the Bills did some discussions yesterday and a lot of good stuff. So that's that, Tubby. So Deflategate. And, you know, one other NFL note I want to hit on here quick before we take a break is RG3. Um, I mean, you talked on Monday how you were kind of you were kind of fed up with RG3. You were off that bandwagon real quick. And then it was kind of funny, just I don't even know, matter of maybe hours afterwards, uh, Jay Gruden, the head coach of Washington, comes on comes on to his media press conference and says, "Hey, listen, uh, Kirk Cousins is going to be our starting quarterback for Week One, and uh, you know he's he's talented. He's progressed a lot this year between Year One and Year Two in our system, and I think he's the best quarterback to have every week. So there you go. Right. And now RG three is now there. Whether I guess he's second string or third string, I don't know. Um, and Kirk Cousins is the new starting quarterback of the Washington Redskins." Right. Are you cool with that? Yes. I am, but I think it's going to destroy that team. They need to if, – if RG3 rides the pine the entire year, it's going to tear that team apart. It's going to divide the fan base, 
and because you got a lot of people that are Redskins fans mm-hmm. simply because of RG three. They're following RG three. If you're not going to play him, if he's not your boy, if he doesn't fit your system, right? Cut a man loose, right? Because that's now awkward. Because okay, so like I said, I don't know where he's falling in the depth chart. I would assume he's going to go back to back to the second string. But what happens if Kirk Cousins, you know, week four, week five starts to starts to fl- get flustered a little bit, and he doesn't, he's not, you know, they're getting blown out. Who do you right. put in? You put in RG three, or do you put in Colt McCoy? Well, I mean, are you totally done with RG three? If you're totally done with RG three, why is he still here? Right. Because, I mean, it's we've seen it in Cleveland for years. The most popular guy on the team is the second-string quarterback. And in most NFL cities. Right. And, and every, time that, every time that Cousins, like, missteps, has a miscue, throws an interception, mm-hmm. uh, does a broken play, something like that, they're going to be screaming for RG3. Will they, though? Will they, though? Yes. You think the fans will? Yes. You think they'll be screaming RG3, or you think they'll be screaming just another quarterback, whether that's McCoy or Robert Griffin? No, they're going to go with the star power, and they're going to want RG3 back. I've seen it. I've lived it. <clears throat> All right. I know. I mean, the same thing happened to us with. Uh, same thing happened to us when Colt McCoy got drafted. Same thing happened to the Browns uh, with Brady Quinn. That was my boy coming out. Of oh, Notre Brady! Game. I love Brady Quinn. Yeah, I I can't I can't say that my feelings he was such on a air pretty about boy. Brady Quinn. You do I like him, him pretty, don't you? I mean, your man want, crushes. Who wants ugly? I like a guy who can get the job done. Right. We haven't had that in twenty three quarterbacks. But I'm just saying. Be that yeah, as it may, yeah, they're going to be screaming for RG three, but. More importantly for the Redskins organization, they can trade him now while he still has some value. Like, you don't think the Raiders would take RG3 in a heartbeat? No. They got Derek Carr. He's not all that great. What other teams are struggling right now do you think they would take RG3? Like, right now. Across the league. Cleveland. No. <laughs> Why not? Because we already have our enough. We got... We got Who? Who? Are going to start Johnny Manziel? No, we're not going to start Johnny. Johnny's going to ride the pine and he's going to grow up a little bit this Who's going to be your starting quarterback? Uh, McCown. Okay, he had okay in Chicago. Yeah, I mean, all we, go, all we go, need is. All we, they, I mean, I I don't see a team that's going to take him. Give me a team that's going to take him. If you think there's so many teams out there, give me a team that right now would be willing to cut a deal to get RG three. Minnesota. Minnesota's still on the Teddy Bridgewater bandwagon. They're, that's only his second year. Yeah. Mm. He started last year. He actually he did decently. They didn't have Adrian Peterson. Yeah. Well, and he's not going to have him this year either, is he? AP, AP's back. Is he back? He's back. Oh. Yeah, NFL, we forgive everybody. Oh, okay. Hmm. I'm sure somebody will take him. <laughs> right, you can't think of a team in the National I can't right now. League. I can't right now because you put me on the spot. Well, you're coming with the facts. I mean, just look at it. I mean, okay, teams that – quarterbacks that I don't like, Jay Cutler, Chicago. Okay? Well, what about the Texans then they because paid, they have they have They my paid boy. him too much money. They already have Brian Hoyer. They're going with Hoyer. I don't think RG3 yeah, and Bill okay, O'Brien would put, go well together. Put RG3 – Brian Hoyer. I love my boy. He's a Cleveland right, kid. Right. I'm just but saying skill RG3. set. Skill set. If you're the head coach and you have you can give up like two second rounders next year, right? Yeah. For RG3 and get RG3 on your team right now when in your pocket you have Hoyer Mallet. I'm not ta- I'm not trading for RG3 period. I, I think the Redskins are going to cut him. The Redskins want to carry that much of a guy on their bench. More power to him. If I'm a team, I'll wait the year. I'll find someone else. Yeah, but my quarterback situation is like for for Houston. Having RG three is not going to make or break you going to the playoffs. I'm sorry, because most likely RG three is not going to last the season. He might win you a few more games. He might sell you a few more jerseys in the in the te- in the team store. He might put a few more butts in the seats for the few weeks he's there. But RG three is not taking the Texans over the hill and into the postseason. Right. 
it's not worth giving up two second rounders who could be solid young studs in the league few years down the road, RG3 could bust out his leg, tear another ACL, get three more concussions in that amount of time. That He's not even in the league anymore. He's bagging groceries at Giant Eagle. Right, but you got Hoyer who has knee problems. He's right. W- he's one year removed from but a But look at how ACL. much money Hoyer's making, how much money RG3's making. Right, but you can still get him for a song. I mean, if you're just going to trade away two number twos. Two number twos is more valuable than you're thinking. Well, I know, but I'm just saying that They're if They're not you're... number twos in the NBA draft. They're number twos in the NFL draft. Right. Two number twos, you can quickly help and move yourself into the first round. Right. Well, you're looking at, like, linemen and, and other stuff in the second round. You're looking at decent wide receivers, too. I mean, not Jordan, this, Jordan Matthews for the Eagles was a second-round wide receiver, and this guy catches everything. He reminds me just like Calvin Johnson. You watch right. out for Jordan Matthews if you don't know that name yet. Whatever. we got to hit a break because this is turning into PBS, and we just have no, no commercials at all. None. We can't do that. Speaking this- of which, if you would, uh, you know, since we're going to have be guests having calling in and stuff like that, and you're a local business within the Edinburgh listening area, and you would like to underwrite our show, make sure you contact us right here at WFSE, and uh, we can hook you up with some some underwriting. Call Tubby. Get a hold of Tubby. It's easy. You can call others. But we'll be back anyway. Underwriters, no underwriters. We'll be back after this break, and we'll talk more. Uh, I don't know. I don't even know if I want to get back on RG3. We'll talk, we'll talk other things. We'll LA, move on. We got other stuff. We got a lot of stuff. LA, you know, going for the Olympics in 2024. We'll, we'll talk maybe some Cleveland, some Eagles. We'll go into different stuff. Uh, Tubby uh, kind of tweeted out a link about the t- Tim Tebow and Matt Barkley in, in uh, week three coming up, or week four in the NFL preseason coming up. So we'll talk about that and more. Don't go anywhere. The morning after continues after this. Welcome back here on the morning after as we continue along 925 here on 88.9 Fighting Scots Radio. Tubby and Tyler Trumbauer here with you on this beautiful Wednesday morning in Edinburgh. Loving the weather, Tubby. Loving the weather this week. Um, I actually took some shorts home after the first week. Now I'm like, crap, I need shorts. It's really nice out. So I'm enjoying that 110%. Had to wear a suit yesterday. I was sweating through it by the end of the week. Oh, yeah. Or by the end of the day, excuse me. Um, so one one quick shout out. I got to make some, you know, if, if you ever watch PTI on ESPN2, um, they do, you know, errors and corrections right. at the end of the show. So after our first segment, there's already errors and, and corrections. So <laughs> off to a great start here today, Tubby. That's um, part for the course with us. Right. Uh, Jimmy Garoppolo was the unknown backup quarterback. Thank you to uh, our boss, uh, the big man. The big man, general manager Mike Fenner, who is uh, th- thankfully uh, listening, listening to us today. Uh, maybe that's why we're screwing up. We're kind of nervous. Yeah. Um, but, Don't fire us, Mike. We love you. But uh, Yes, very. And um, But thank you for texting that in and letting, and letting us know. Jimmy Garoppolo is the man. So, But still, even though Jimmy Garoppolo, Tom Brady, they're still not taking RG3. Uh, just letting you know that. So, anyway, moving along from that, continuing on now, um, I knew that was going to be an interesting debate with Tubby and I. Um, Los Angeles taking the Olympics in 2024. Um, they, they officially, the city council unanimously, unanimously voted 15 to nothing yesterday to get the uh, bid in for the 2024 Olympics. Um, and they are, they had the press conference yesterday, announced it, all that good stuff. And they're going to try to do it. Um, this is obviously in, in uh, response, if you will, to Boston dropping their bid for the 2024 Olympics. So... Um, the decision will be made September 15th of 2017 in Lima, Peru. Maybe we should wow. do a live show from there. Um, no. Actually, I won't be in school anymore at that time anyway. No. Unless I screw up royally. No. I don't think it's in the budget. We need a lot of underwriters to go to Peru. 
Yeah. Plus that high elevation. No, you, you don't can't want... do that. You scared? No, I'm not scared, son. I just know my own limitations. No, all right, all right. But, I know uh, better. So anyway, so this is uh, going to be – so what do you think about that? L.A. having 2024 Olympics or hopefully having the 2024 Olympics. Um, this, uh, you know, obviously Olympics we've seen in the past has turned into disasters. I mean, you know, just look at Beijing and stuff and how it, this hurts the taxpayers' dollars and, you know, a lot of the things go wrong with building infrastructures and a lot of the logistics. It seems great on paper. Heck, yeah, let's get to the Olympics in L.A. or Philadelphia, it's been talked about, or Boston. But then you got to really look at the logistics of it, and uh, it doesn't always come to fruition. So what do you think about, uh, you know, La La Land trying to uh, get the I don't uh, think it's Olympics? all that bad because they had it there before. Right, but that was when? Like, in the 80s? In the 80s. A lot has changed from the 80s it was like, to 2020. I want to say it was either 1980 or 1980. I think it was 1984. Okay. I remember I got like a little stuffed. Los Angeles doll. previously hosted the Olympics in '32, right? And '84. So oh yeah, it was '84. By you. Ha ha. Anyway, yeah. So um, I don't think it'll be that big of a deal if LA gets it. I mean, there's a LA's metropolitan enough that it's spread out. It has right. enough room to contain um, all the festivities that come with uh, the Olympics. Mm-hmm. Now, I'm not not gonna bag on Philly, and I'm not really gonna bag on Boston. But some of these bigger cities are more condensed. They don't cover the land that, like, L.A. does. So you have – it has a more impact on that local area. Does that make sense? It does make sense. Um, actually, for Philadelphia, I was, I, I'm really motivated to have it in Philadelphia. I'm kind of unfortunate that they um, don't or aren't into running or trying to get anything because back when Philly was seriously looking at a, an Olympic bid, um, as far as the cycling, track cycling um, competitions, what they were going to do is they were going to do it – where I'm working now in the Valley Preferred Cycling Center in Trexler Town, Pennsylvania. Um, it's about say. 90 minutes north of Philly. Right. Um, and recent plans are now that they're going to build a a a, pr- a temporary infrastructure that, closer to Philly. But original talks are to have it there. This place has hold has held the Junior uh, Olympic Trials before, which they don't do anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, but back when the Olympics were in. Um, in the United States back in, what, like Atlanta or whatever, whenever they did. Yeah, 96. Um, they did have that stuff at there. So we have held Olympic things. Just this past summer, we've had multiple Olympic Olympians there. So, I mean, I think that would be pretty cool, but that's just because I have a vested interest in that. Um, so that's why with Philly. But, I mean, what – I I don't think it's going to happen. No. I really don't. I mean, I, I'm all for L.A. trying to do it. That's awesome. Um, well, it depends on who uh, depends on who they're competing against. Like well, who else is here bidding. they go. The deadline for submitting candidates – is mid-September, so they got a two more weeks do uh, cities have to get in. But right now, in addition to L.A., we have Paris, Rome, Hamburg, and Budapest have signaled their intentions. So, I mean, Paris would be nice. Paris or Paris, Rome. Paris and Rome is going to be hard to beat. Right. Um, I, mean, any, I mean, look at the places that are getting it now. Like, put it in Beijing where, like, you couldn't even, you know, there's so much smog and, and pollution in the air. Now you got Rio coming up in Rio. Like, they got, like fecal matter in the water and people are getting sick from this disgustingness like why are we going to random like i don't know if it's a third world country but it sure as heck ain't rome or paris or the united states well to be honest i i almost wonder now i'm not going to allege or make any actual allegations but in my way of thinking i i almost wonder if it's like a fifa type situation did you hear about that over the summer right yeah where we're like we're uh, FIFA officials were getting kickbacks and and all kinds of different stuff to hold uh, their FIFA events in certain places. So I believe that you know it's something kind of dodgy, suspicious may go on that way. That's why we're ending up in these weird places. 
I don't know. I mean, I think they're trying to like bring something to those to those smaller nations, um, or those you know those those underprivileged nations or whatever you want to call them. I don't. I know mean, yeah, that's how the Olympic Committee PR's department's going to spin it. Right, but I just don't think <laughs> it's right. Like, why are we bringing? If we're going to say these are the best athletes we have in the world, why are we bringing them to Rio where they have the worst conditions? Right, the worst conditions, polluted waters. Um, I mean, I mean, I could really. I mean, I really wish I could get my boss on here. Um, Marty Nostein, uh, he obviously is the last American to win um, a a sprint track cycle a sprint track cycling medal from the United States. Um, he won bron or he won silver in '96 by like a hair. If you look at the video, it kind of looks like he won, um, but they, the technology back then I don't know. And then right. in, in 2000, he won gold. So um, he doesn't talk about his silver though. So um, he he was he was pretty pissed about that. Right. Right. Um, you, you yeah he doesn't care about that. But um, I mean, I really wish he could let us know on the insides of, you know, what the Olympics are like and the, the conditions for Olympians. Um, but obviously, you know, he was in different different times. I think the one was in Australia and then the other one was in Atlanta. So Right. Well, we could always ask Bruce. We can R-A-D. ask Bruce. Uh, yeah, our athletic director, Bruce, uh, one of the, if not the most decorated uh, United States wrestler we have, mm-hmm. definitely heavyweight wrestler yep. um, in, in, in the history of the nation, obviously, with a lot of medals himself. And, I mean, the man's just really a legend i mean if you go to burrow wrestling matches anytime he's uh he gets stopped for autographs yep he's he gets a picture he gets stops for autographs um tim flynn gets stopped for autographs mm-hmm. i mean even our wrestlers too which is i mean which is awesome you know it's mm-hmm. really great to see that those guys get those support but yeah i mean Olympi- olympians um continuing on there so we'll have to look at that um so we'll have to see. I mean, I'm down for that, but let's see what's happening. Obviously, we'll never see that come to fruition until 2017 to find out, which is long gone after the morning after and myself. Um, but we'll see. Obviously, it's kind of like it's kind of like um, Supreme Court cases. They're like, yeah, we'll do it now, but we'll we'll rule in like 18 months. months. Yeah, it's like forever. I mean, come on, there's only like six of you guys. How hard is it to get all yins in a room and deliberate and come out with an right. answer? Right, sit down, do nothing. Like, what are you old guys doing? Like, they're like, we'll, do, like, we'll decide in, in, in 18 months. You might not even be alive in 18 months, all right? right. Half of them people there. I mean, like, seriously, what do they got to do? I mean, do they got to go back and meet up the with Supreme their Court's Call of Duty doing. team and, yeah, and they have important team matches? I don't think the Supreme Court is Plays Call of Duty? playing Call of Duty now. I don't they think ought so. to. They should probably, but I don't mm-hmm. think they are. But anyway, um, so yeah, I just wanted to touch base on that a little bit, get a little Olympic action here in there so that's good stuff now um let's continue on here back to the national football league um remind me to touch a little bit about medals at the end tubby i got a a little parting gift um topic to touch on here okay um regarded to edinburgh pulling things back together of course because you know you gotta love doing that um so moving on obviously as i just said nfl talk uh you you tweeted out a story today from pro football talk tubby earlier this morning um while i was still asleep um i had a i had a late night last night uh First night working at the Erie Times News. So was there at awesome. 11 o'clock last night. Good cruise up 79. So it was a – and then, of course, the sleep button, you know, never works to your advantage. Right. Anyway, um, so you tweeted out, Barkley, Tim Tebow competing in the final preseason game. Um, Matt Barkley is going to get the start. Um, but Chip Kelly said that just because he got the start does not mean that he has the upper hand going into this final game and going into this competition right now. Um, so – I mean, I don't know. You're you're a man of quarterback competitions coming from Cleveland. Mm-hmm. So, why? Wow. What do you think, as an outsider? I think well, I think Bar- Barkley's probably going to win over Tebow. I, I I mean, just from a glance, 
And the only reason I looked at it was because it said Eagles, and I knew that you'd be interested. <laughs> but, I mean, I, I don't know. To be honest, I just kind of glanced over it. But, yeah, I think Barkley's going to win over Tebow. I, I almost I almost want to say that the Tebow era – like, if Tebow doesn't catch on with this team, the Tebow, yeah, the Tebow era is done, and he's just going to go back to calling NCAA game like uh, – on ESPN, doing yeah. college game day nonsense. Yeah, because he was like on he was on the SEC network. Well, he's yeah, he still has a contract at ESPN because in their clause they have clauses. All these NFL players do. Uh, well, not one that haven't like officially retired and been done. That if you do go and sign a contract, your your contract's just on pause. Right. So you just hold it. So he can go back. He does have job security there. Um, so yeah, basically what's going to happen? Matt Barkley starts, plays the first half. Tim Tebow plays the second half. Um, and uh, I think Mark Sanchez will probably be the third stringer if need be, um, and then Sam Bradford probably won't even be in uniform for the fourth game. I mean, Sam Bradford's barely played, but after what you've done in two preseason games, if you're Sam Bradford, I would just stay in a plastic bubble until <laughs> until week one, until Monday night against Atlanta. Yep. Um, but so you say Tim T- I think Team Tebow, Tim Tebow's going to make this team. You do. I mean, last week, they, they the first couple times, they've tried for two-point conversions, um, obviously because now that's different with the longer extra point. Right. And I think Chip Kelly really likes them. They, he threw Tim Tebow in there. Tebow didn't make it both times, so that didn't really help his cause. But I think Chip Kelly really likes him. He talks highly about him in his press conferences before, tra- before practices. Um, and I think Matt Barkley, honestly, gives him more trade bait. Um, you know, I think that's the only thing going for Barkley. I think right. Barkley is wanted by more teams other than Tim Tebow, obviously, because Tebow was sitting out there at ESPN for months and months and months, and no one was picking him up or, or even giving him a workout right. like the Eagles were. So I, th- but so I mean, I'm torn. But if I had to choose, I think Tebow makes the team. I think just what he brings, because I mean, Barkley is just going to sit by again. I mean, Barkley's going to be there if Sam Bradford gets gets hurt and Mark Sanchez gets hurt or, you know, doesn't play, which has happened. That's why Barkley got into some some action last week or we were getting blown out or whatever. Um, but I think Tim Tebow gives him something. He, he, I, I know Chip Kelly's saying he's not a gadget guy, but Tim Tebow could go in there in certain packages. He can go in there for two-point conversions. He could go in there if, you know, it's at the one-yard line and we're just throwing Tim Tebow in there. Take Sam Bradford out. What's he going to do? You know, right. Sam Bradford doesn't run the ball very well. No, he hasn't run it in preseason yet on 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 read option. No, I mean you're right. It does make it it does make more sense. I just Matt Barkley is just having a third Mar- Mark Sanchez and and Sam Bradford. That's all that is. You have three quarterbacks that are essentially the same, and I don't think Chip Kelly likes that. I don't think Chip Kelly wants that. He wants a little bit of diversity. Right. He wants Tim Tebow. But the only thing is, are you just going to straight up cut or wave Matt Barkley? You're giving away. I mean, you're giving away a decent product. I mean, the guy's got a strong arm. He's grown. He really hasn't had a chance to prove himself. You know, he re- he really hasn't been given a good shot in a quarterback competition. The Eagles haven't had a quarterback. So competition. then, who do you? So then, just like RG three, who do you trade Barkley with? Who needs him? Tick tick tick. tick I don't know, tick. but I see? think. See, but here's my thing. Here's my <laughs> thing. The only thing is Matt Barkley's contract is more. Favorable for the receiving team than RG threes. I mean, Matt Barkley, you're paying peanuts compared to RG three. And Matt Barkley, you know, he's not going to come in there and be pissed off if he's not the starting quarterback. Like RG three, RG three is going to want to come. He's going to get out of the Redskins situation because he's not the starter, and he's not going to go to another team to not start. He's not going to uproot his life in DC. You know, I don't know if he's married. Well, I tell you what, I don't know if he has kids, but he's not going to uproot his life to go sit the bench in Buffalo or whatever, or or San Francisco, as you mentioned in the break. Matt Barkley can uproot his life and go be a third string somewhere else too. 
Right. Well, I mean, the thing is, is that you never know what happens exactly with the NFL, and depending on injuries and and what team, what what team gets bit by the injury bug. Right. I mean, they may come calling. They may come knocking on the on the Redskins door and say, "Hey, are you willing to trade RG three?" Have to see. I mean, yeah, you're right. You got to see what happens. I mean, and if Barkley does get waived, yeah, there's no rush to sign right away. I mean, look no. for look for what happens, you know, because uh, there's so much that could happen. I mean, just look at Jordy Nelson getting injured in the preseason. People can get injured. It could happen to Sam yeah, Bradford. We're allowed, yeah, we're not allowed to speak about that in my house. Sorry, but I mean, you. Good thing <laughs> it's in your house, but right. um, it's. I mean, Sam Bradford could get injured in the first week for the Eagles. I mean, knock could. on wood. I don't want that to happen. But I mean, he could get injured, and then just guess what? Now we need to sign a third quarterback. And it'll be Matt Barkley, probably. Why not? He's a guy that's, you know, go. He he knows the system. Chip right. Kelly obviously likes him. He's been on, you know, the team for a few years now. Well, they could always sign him in the practice squad. I mean, I know there's like rules and stuff about that. And I don't think if Barkley would do it. You're still collecting a check, right? But I mean, you're not on an NFL roster technically. You're on a practice. Who cares? Are you getting paid to play football? Right, but you're getting okay. Are you getting paid? You're getting to play paid football. to play football. Yes, I know. Thank you. But I just don't know if Matt Barkley would do that. So we'll see. I'm going Tim Tebow. You're going Matt Barkley. We'll see how that turn to, turns out. That game is Thursday night. Obviously, none of us will watch see that out here um, because, well, we don't get those games out here. Burrow, plus Burrow, ball. and plus Burrow. So I mean, you could listen to it. It's on 94.1 uh, WIP if you want to tune that in up on the interwebs. Yeah, well, there's there's streaming sites available on the webs as well, but I'm not going to list those. Illegal ones. They're not illegal. Video? Video. See, you you told me about those, and every time I go, they don't work. I think it's just our Wi-Fi here on campus yes. is just is putrid to the point that I can't, I can't get anything. The best one I found last year had like a Chinese like studio show. Oh, those show. are hilarious. Had a Chinese studio show, and they went to it every commercial break. Yes, and they're funny. And I don't understand what they're saying, but it's like these two scrawny little Chinese guys just like debating football every commercial I know. break. My wife loves that stream because then they get they stop and they go, Green Bay Puckle. And she loves it. It's awesome. I'm not even going to talk about that. Anyway, we're going to hit another <laughs> break here, uh, and we'll come back. We'll talk about Cleveland. We'll talk about some other things as we got to get some more breaks here. I need to get a drink. I, I, I feel like we're working too hard today, Tubby. So don't go anywhere. The morning after continues after this. We're back here on the morning after 9.46, rolling along into our penultimate segment here, a shorter one here is how we're going to break down these last 14 minutes of today's show. We'd like to thank you all for tuning in, of course, uh, here on 88.9 Fighting Scots Radio. Don't forget, we also have a podcast as well, which you can see on edinburgnow.com, or if you just follow us on Twitter, I'm at Tyler Trumbauer. He's at G Tubby Schmidt. You can... Uh, Check out our podcast as I throw throw it up on my own SoundCloud account. That's probably where it goes to first. Then it'll head up on the Edinburgh one. Um, Of course, Edinburgh now is still in the works, so it's maybe not make it up every day. Yesterday's didn't make it up. Day ones did. So, of course, but there's that'll come more and more consistent as this year rolls around. Um, Probably, of course, in the next couple days as uh, Edinburgh now officially rolls out in style Thursday afternoon. Um, Edinburgh now will be your one-stop shop for all things borough. It is good stuff. And, and it's a beautiful um, sight. Beautiful stuff. So you can listen to us. And as we, I did figure out yesterday, Toby, we are international. We do cut into the Canadian waters. So across the across the if uh, the wind's blowing the right way, we we're across we the big there. ocean. It is across Lake Erie. the Lake Erie Ocean. Um, <laughs> yes, yes. So that's pretty awesome. Um, anyway, continuing on here, uh, you know, we talked. I, I talked about it on Monday. We never really got to it. Uh, the Cleveland Browns. Such yes. an interesting debacle. That is the Cleveland Browns. Um, and, of course, I know we got a good amount of uh, Cleveland Brown fans 
in yep. the area. Um, yeah, two one two one six three three zero four four zero. Representing right here in Borough. According, uh, of course, another uh, fill-in co-host we have here, who I don't think I've actually mentioned yet. No. Um, Vic Hudson. Um, he's a member of the Edinburgh football team. He's had a show last year, or last semester. Um, he might get his own show next semester again. Um, but just during football season, it's tough for him to make a schedule and uh, you know stick with it. Obviously, because football takes precedent. Um, that is why you know a major reason why he's here. He is a student athlete here on campus, not mm-hmm. a, not a student radio host. Um, so. He's going to be filling in every now and then when needed. So maybe if it ends up being him and Tubby, if you don't like Cleveland, I would suggest not tuning in that day. <laughs> yeah, because it's going to yeah, it's going to get awful. It's going to be pretty pretty just Cleveland brownie. Yeah, it, it's going to it's going to get off of Cuyahoga County up in here. Whatever that means. Anyway, so Tubby's here. He's got a a a, tw- a number twelve Cleveland Browns jersey on today, right. and it says Tubby on the back. Yes, but it looks like you wrote it in Sharpie. I did. So you you were too cheap to buy like the personalized no. one? No, because see, this is what happens. Okay. Oh right. gosh. Why did let, I ask? let me explain uh, the life of a Cleveland Browns right, we, fan. We only, have, we only have a couple minutes here. Right. Okay. So it you buy your jersey of your favorite player. Mm-hmm. That player inevitably gets hurt, gets traded, or leaves. Correct. Like there is no mainstays except for maybe Joe Hayden and Joe Thomas. I mean, you're pretty safe with those. Right. Other than that, everybody's up for sale, including like as the like we just found out yesterday. My boy, the biggest dog, Phil Taylor, is cut loose. Ishmaeli Kitchen also cut loose from the Browns' defensive line, mm-hmm. which is, like, heartbreaking to me. So what we do in Cleveland is we just take the name tape off the back, cut it off because it's like a whole separate patch. You just cut it off, and then either with tape and then a Sharpie or just a regular Sharpie, you just write whatever name you want on it. Basically, all of my jerseys except for uh, one yeah, say yeah. Tubby on the back. I have a Cleveland Cavaliers jersey, number 43, that says Tubby, and I also have a Cleveland Indians jersey. Okay, but see, okay. So, tubby. now, who was number 12 before that you then ripped off and wrote Tubby? Uh, I believe, well, this one I got for being on the field opening day. Um, but, no, this is... Uh, oh, you like the 12th I, man. Okay. Yeah. No, it was for because Nike took over the jerseys in 012. All right, so give me a jersey of a person that you had that you had to change then to Tubby. Um, green, a running back green. See, but here's my thing. You gotta, as as a fan, you need to have the wherewithal, and you gotta have the decision making to pick a guy that you feel is gonna be a good investment as a jersey. Right. Well, look at Trent Richardson. Sold all those jerseys, and we ended up trading them. Right. And those were all poor decision purchases by all of those fans. Really? Yes. Number listen, three overall listen. draft pick, and that was a bad choice? Listen, I may, well, he sucked. So you're telling me that you seen that coming, that we were going to trade Trent Richardson inside of the first two weeks? No, but I wasn't going to go run out and buy a jersey. you got to find someone that's Ugh. there for a while. Philly's jersey, the only one I had, Chase Utley. He was there for a long time, so you could wear it. You, you know what I did to one jersey one time? Is I got a Terrell Owens jersey, okay? He lasted a few years, longer than Trent Richardson. But what he did when he left, and because it was such a— you know, a disaster when he left, you know, doing sit-ups in his driveway and all that good uh, drama that uh, T.O. obviously brings to everything. Um, I just duct taped the back of it. So I just walked around with an 81 Jersey Eagles and just duct taped the back. I didn't write anything on the duct tape. I just duct taped it. Well, I mean, I don't understand why you just didn't go down to the local Salvation Army store and pick one up for like two bucks because they're all there. I mean, the Eagles jerseys, the Steelers jerseys. Listen. I've had other I'm jerseys, just but I'm, I've picked jerseys of things that worked. Like, I had a Brian Dawkins jersey. Obviously, lasted a long time. I had a Mike Vick jersey. He lasted, what, five years? Right. So, I mean, those are solid purchases. You can't pick a guy 
all those guys that ran out in two weeks as soon as he was drafted and go, Trent Richardson, he's going to be the savior of the Cleveland Browns. Lock up his jersey. He's going to be here for the next 20 years. Probably not going to happen. Right. I. So that's your, that's on you no, as no, a no, fan see the, buy no, a bad jersey. No, because listen, you had Andy Reid there for how many years? 14, 15? Right. 16? In that yeah. amount of time, guess how many head coaches I've seen? Like eight. Like a bunch. Okay. All right, we changed. We had the only thing that never changed in Cleveland up until like a year or so ago was our kicker. That was it, because we had the man, the myth, the legend, Phil Dawson. Yeah, pretty good, pretty solid kicker. Right. So, I mean, if you're in a situation where you've changed owners, you've changed coaches more times than than anyway, you've changed uh, coaches, you've changed staff, you've changed the GMs mm-hmm. all the time. There is no consistency there, so you're not going to have players that are consistent. So that means the fans aren't going to be able to buy a jersey. That's why everybody says, hey, I'm interested in uh, getting a jersey. I said, yeah, just pick out a number and get one with your name on it because at least you know you will never be traded. Why didn't you? Why don't you get a Phil Dawson jersey? Huh? Why don't you get a Phil Dawson jersey? Because I don't like the number four. You're ridiculous. All right, talk about the Cleveland Browns for a little bit. Give me your Brownies update. What's going on out there in Cleveland? I, is, is, is Johnny Manziel's elbow still hurting from too much drinking? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's still sore. But I don't care. It's a number, he's a number two quarterback. I don't care. To me personally, I Behind mean, I, there's who? a lot. Of, there's a lot of people who do, but as for me, the tubby wonder. That's no. the only press that the Browns are getting, right? Is, and that's fine. Is, is Johnny Manziel? The Eagles are a national storyline every day because they're good. <laughs> okay. The Eagles are a, one of the best teams in the NFC. One of the best teams are in- the best team are the best team at choking in the NFL. Them choked. They were ten and six. Two. Okay. Yeah. They, Ch- they choked last Choke. year. Listen, they won, They went ten and six, but they didn't win the games. They should have won Ch- down the stretch. Oak. All right, go Ch- on. I go mean, on. at least Talk. with me, there's no disappointment because we're so far out of it. Right, because you're done by week five. Exactly. So at least I sit- have an interest until week seventeen. We have an interest. We tailgate. Talk about the Browns. <laughs> so yeah, I mean that's that's pretty much about it. McCown's going to start um, our defense. Uh, Danny Shelton's looking like he's as advertised. He's going to be a beast up front. Um, our secondary is going to be locked down. Uh, with Joe Hayden and all those guys back there, I think we're going to be we're going to be really really tough defensively. Our offensive line is coming together. I think that's going to be good. I just I'm unsure about our receiver core and our running back situation. I don't think we have the right combination of running backs. I think we need a change of pace back because if you look at Isaiah Isaiah Crowell and Terrence West, they're basically the same back in two bodies. They run the exact same way, and I think you need a change of pace back. Somebody different. Um, our wide receivers are mostly undersized, and we're hoping that Brian Hartline has a little magic left Miami in the tank. Miami Dolphins. Has a little magic left in the tank. I don't know about that. And also, um, shoot, who's the other guy they got? Bo. And then they're hoping that uh, Terrell Pryor. Terrell Pryor. Former Ohio State quarterback is now playing wide receiver. But I don't know if he's going to make the team. Yep. Apparently he made the first cut, so. Maybe. I don't know. But the rest of our backs are all undersized. I mean, you look at Hawk, you look at Benjamin. All them dudes are undersized. So, I don't I don't know. We'll see what happens. I, I just – we have, like, the seventh hardest schedule in the NFL this year or some crap like that. Oh, gosh. So, you're going to be complaining about that all year? Is that what you're telling me? No, 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 because I already expect us to go 4-12. and 4-12. and 12, That's your prediction? 4-12. and 12. Interesting. All I right. Don't, I don't Lock it in right now. Yep. 4-12. and 12. If they do better than that, I'll be surprised. I'll be happy, but I will be surprised. Hmm, 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 hmm. Interesting, sir. Well, um, 
I'm not sure what the Eagles are going to do yet. I got to go through it. And, and, when, and what ticks me off is, I don't know if I said this on air yet or not, is that everyone, and it seems like ESPN guys are predicting, they're like, the Eagles will go 10-6 and six this year. The Eagles will go 10-6 and six this year. The Eagles will go 10-6 and six this year. What did the Eagles, two years ago, Chip Kelly's first year, what were the Eagles' record? No clue. 10-6. and six. Last okay. year, what was the Eagles' record? 10-6. and six? Right. So how are you going out on a limb saying the Eagles are going to be 10-6? and six? Chip Kelly is 20-12 and 12 in his two years, 10-6 and six both years. One was good enough to win a division and get a home playoff game and lose to the Saints. The other one, you sucked because you didn't win the right games and you missed out on the playoffs and you went home. 10-6, and six, that's the way the Eagles, that's the way the NFL rolls. 10-6 and six is good to win a division one year. 10-6 and six is good enough to, or is not good enough to get you into the postseason the next year. So how are you saying that you're going out on a limb and you're going to be this big NFL analyst if you're going to say the Eagles are going to be 10-6? and six? Because when you're an NFL analyst on ESPN, it's kind of like being a weatherman. You don't have to be right. It's ridiculous is what it you is. Gotta be co- you just got to be close. Absolutely ridiculous. It's like lobbing grenades. You just got to be close. Yeah. Almost as only good in horseshoes, hand grenades, and apparently analyzing the NFL. Correct. On the wide world leader of sports or whatever they call themselves over there. All right, Tubby. Well, we blew through our last commercial we were going to do. 9.57 already. Oops. I know. It's okay. We were just going off about different things. And you were giving me, you know, your predictions Sinner. for the NFL. Uh, you know, this is what happens when you take a day off. you got to talk about things. But that's all right. That's plenty. That's, that's okay since you're not going to be here tomorrow. But uh, as you mentioned, you gave a previous uh, prediction for the Cleveland Browns. You and I, we're going to break down the NFL uh, division by division next week after, you know, all the rosters are cut down. Week four, preseason's all wrapped up, and we get into the stuff that matters um, week one of the NFL will be here before right. you know it. So next week we'll have a full-fledged football week here on the right. morning after. We'll give you know breakdowns of each team, going division by division, maybe check their schedules out, give some predictions um, on who's going to win that division. Um, and then, you know, we'll go through and maybe give, you know, our playoff scenarios. Who's going to win, you know, who's going to play who, when, division, wild card round, conference championships, and then we're going to be given a Super Bowl winner before everything kicks off next week. Um, so I'm excited about that, and uh, Tubby and I will have some homework to be doing next week as well for, the, for this. But my last thing I wanted to get to, Tubby, speaking of medals, which we talked about earlier with the Olympics, is a pretty interesting story for Edinburgh. Dave Habit, um, one of the greatest Edinburgh wrestlers to come through, just graduated last year after his redshirt season with the squad, um, went and finished second at the national championships of uh, – at 149 pounds, lost to Dave Hodeschelt, or Drake Hodeschelt, excuse me, Drake Hodeschelt of Missouri mm-hmm. um, in overtime yesterday on the national, or yesterday, last year in the national stage, national championships, um, is going to be wrestling in the world championships upcoming September 7th through the 12th um, in Las Vegas. He'll be wrestling for Slovenia. So he just left for Vegas yesterday. I'm going to try to get in touch with him, whether it's uh, just a, a story for the spectator. Maybe we'll try to get him on the show. Too. Right. We'll see about that. So talk to him. Um, I know he's busy. He just left um, for Vegas. So before that gets underway, September 7th through the 12th, so follow him um, out there as well. Follow Worlds. He's going to try to get a uh, gold medal you know, for Slovenia and continuing, continuing his uh, wrestling career. It's a lot of stiff competition. A lot. So I, I know he should do okay. He should do okay. I'm, I'm not sure um, I'm not sure the exact weight class that he's competing in neither do I'm not I, I, but you know what I, I, mean, I tell you what I tell you this sports fans as my commitment to you and to the show I will look it up and I'm going to try to do a full rundown like in three minutes or less of the upcoming worlds all right I'll, there do you go. That for, I'll have that for you on Friday Tubby will bring us the worlds on Friday 
because he's his man of the world. So look forward to that on Friday when Tubby returns. But come back tomorrow morning as 9 to 10 a.m. Mike Fenner will break, make his The Morning After debut and come on in, and we'll break down Borough football for basically the entire hour. You'll hear from Mike Shansky, head coach Scott Browning, and maybe some others right here on The Morning After. Thanks for tuning in. We'll talk to you tomorrow.